0: Hi, this is Steve Bogner. Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm here with uh, a great group of uh, consultants and friends and colleagues to talk about the HR Innovations Conference that we just uh, all attended this week. Um, HR, Inno- HR Innovations is uh, put on by oh. SAP Insider, and it, uh, in the past it was called like HR 2018, HR 2017, uh, sort of... Uh, same sort of conferences that they have for the other modules. Uh, Last year, unfortunately, they didn't have the conference this year. I think with uh, new ownership of SAP Insider and some new uh, impetus to sort of uh, get things going again. And after some feedback from customers, they created the HR Innovations Conference, which um, it was a good conference. It had uh, four different tracks. Um, One track was on attracting and retaining talent. Another was Migrating to the cloud, another was workforce planning and management. And then there's a track uh, for me and Mike to go talk at, which was payroll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with me uh, today, we have uh, Becky Murray and Martin Gillette and Danielle Araka Mike Tim, and uh, Jeremy Masters. So uh, I guess, you know, folks, let's just uh, talk about the conference and our, you know, what did we hear from customers? What did we hear from SAP? um you know what uh what's our impressions and uh you know what would we advise customers to do going forward um, and becky i'll I'll start with you uh, i think you were there you gave a couple of presentations and um you know what was your impression of uh what customers were looking for and uh you know what do you think that they got from the conference
1: yeah thanks steve um i had a really nice time i i gave two presentations on wednesday and um, both around success factors and I usually open my sessions by asking you know just who's running success factors who's looking to run it you know those types of things and I would say by far, most of the people there were still doing their investigation and their planning. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were a handful of folks that were running some components of success factors, uh, but most of the folks there were running on-premise SAP HR and just looking to find out more about their current system and then what pathway they could take to get to the cloud. Mm -hmm. Um, So lots of, I think questions this year around the move to the cloud, um, what the cloud contains, um, what that migration path would look like, um, how they need to go about preparing for things. So I, I think the crowd this year, more so than any other year, was just very inquisitive, um, mm-hmm. because we know that change is coming and they're just trying to make their plans and, and make the best decisions for their organizations.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's um, my impression, too. So, Danielle, oh. did we hear I mean, in your opinion, did we hear anything new from SAP on the planned uh, you know, maintenance timeframes and the, the options for customers?
2: Well, there was an interesting session by uh, Ralph Wagner. It was called The Future of SAP HCM On-Premise, and he shared a roadmap. And it looks a little bit different from ones I've seen in the past. One of the slides uh, they focus on that they've got two different areas of investment as a company. One of them is on-premise, of course, and one of them is in success factors. But on the slide that shows the uh, commitment to the on-premise investment, instead of just saying guaranteed support through calendar year on 2025, it now says calendar. Uh, sorry, guaranteed support through at least 2025. I have not seen that at least mentioned before. In a future slide in his deck, he had another one referencing the 2030 date for those who need to... Uh, do the extension for Hana until 2030, and that slide was also updated to say at least 2030. Hmm. I thought that was an interesting shift in, in in messaging.
0: Yeah, that is. You know, we've we've heard the dates before, but it's yeah, the at least um, hints that there's might there might be a little more out there. Um. Yeah,
3: and this and and this is Jeremy.
0: That that there's a so what we learned in
3: Ralph's presentation, like further. Uh, go with Danielle's point, was that there's a new option for on-premise customers. They're coming out with this, um, they're calling it SAP, human capital management for SAP S4HANA on-premise edition, which will be available starting on 2023. And it will, what, what essentially means is that anybody running HCM now will have to carve out their existing HCM functionality Migrate that to the cloud. Um, sorry, not the cloud. Migrate that to their this you know on-premise edition, mm-hmm. and have that running alongside an SAP S four HANA platform.
0: Right. Yeah, that's the HANA sidecar option. I think yeah. that that got a lot of uh, I got a lot of questions on that. A lot of interest from from people who. Um, You know, I think there were a number of people there who were satisfied with what they have on premise and, you know, they're not interested in moving anytime soon. And so, um, you know, it was attractive to them to have that option. I thought that was interesting.
3: Yeah, that that was the one time where there were a couple of uh, angry, uh, (laughs) somewhat displeased people in the audience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there were some, um, you know, I I think that everyone understood that, you know, they're going to have to eventually – change uh their their hcm software i think that what they're trying to do is figure out how and you know how much that would cost what does that process look like and you know what are the the deadlines on when they have to have that done because um i think that you know making these big changes aren't as easy for some companies as others you know uh, either they have funding issues or you know maybe they're putting all their resources onto other things and so Trying to justify this uh, this uh, move is is a little bit tough for them. Yeah,
3: and this this on this new on-premise uh, edition, it will run alongside. It will be a separate instance, as I mentioned. It the customers will need to migrate to the S, SAP HANA database, and apparently SAP will come with a set of tools and services to help facilitate a migration from where they are currently to that for HANA on-premise edition um, but but there's but they've again uh, um, as we've said in the outset there's not going to be these this huge innovation um, they this they've continued to say you know obviously long term you should look at going to success factors but I, I think this is definitely as Daniel mentioned it's a definitely an interesting twist to it
0: mm-hmm.
3: for sure but bear- One-
4: Bear in mind that a customer will need to migrate to SAP HANA database and also that there will be a cost involved, like we said. A license conversion will be offered, mm-hmm. so it doesn't actually come in probably in the common package.
5: I had a competing session at the time that I was giving, and, and so I didn't get to hear Ralph talk in person. But looking through the slides, did he talk about any limitations in the, the HCM that would be part of, of uh, the sidecar? Because I know when I first read about there's some potential limitations related to like benefits and ESS or MSS. Did he get into any of that?
2: I don't recall him going into deep detail on any of that. We were in one of those uh, showroom floor type sessions where Uh, it was 20 of us crammed into that little section. So uh, I think he was just happy to get through the deck and uh, escape with his life.
0: Yeah, I I know I was when I presented on the show floor. That was terrible. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. The,
3: the solution scope uh, of of this on-premise edition, Mike, has all the mod. I mean, all the main modules: PAOM, Pd, benefits, comp, personal cost planning, MSS, ESS, learning, payroll, time, shift planning, and some public sector stuff. So, I, no, I don't think there was anything major where he said if you go to this new option, you're going to not have the X, you know, functionality.
4: Okay. Sounds Very like
0: good. a lift and but shift, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. In in, in the uh, in the slide deck regarding the roadmap overview, when you look at twenty nineteen, the product direction was stating enhancement in specific component through the ACP customer connection program. HR renewal will provide landing pages as ACP Fury overview pages and further content but he also said in the presentation that most customers should definitely probably step away from the HR renewal. And then they also mentioned, he mentioned that this AP Fury will have additional transaction apps and analytical mm-hmm. apps. Mm-hmm. So that was the major uh, the major point over there, including also what they call the uh, uh, project that they had regarding the, the customer connection. Remember those enhancement with the influencer uh, council? So he also mentioned that. So it's still being a little bit enhanced to a certain yeah.
0: extent, I, I can't get too excited about the customer connection program for the on-prem side of things. Um, yeah, it's just you know, um, and Jarrett and I could probably go on for the on this for a while. Um, you know, there have been highly voted changes that have not been adopted, and um, it's it's good, it's good. But I I would guess you know the space that I work in, I'm not putting a whole lot of uh, uh, hope into that. I think that what they're going to do from a a payroll perspective is they're going to focus their efforts on employee central payroll. Um, Even though it's based on the on-prem version, I think what they're going to do is uh, focus the innovation there because, you know, that's a lot of people are going to employee central payroll or more so uh, than before. And Mike, I don't know about you, but I got a lot of uh, questions and a lot of interest from people on employee central payroll. So I'm curious to understand, uh, you know, how was how was your perspective on that?
5: Well, it, it's changed. So the conference a couple of years ago, there's still quite a few people saying, we're never going to do that. Uh, this, this time around, the conference attendees were more, we know we're going to do it. We're just trying to figure out when and how difficult of a process that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, you know, even with the employee central payroll, it's matured over the last three or four years of what exactly you can bring from your old system to the new system. Uh, but one of the caveats there is, uh, you know, as part of the, the transfer, the transition, you don't want to just move everything over that you have. You want to clean it up and, and make it better. And that's one of the parts that I think people are trying to figure out is how much of a project do we want?
0: Exactly. I, you know, I told people that um, I would definitely not recommend just lifting and shifting what they have with on-prem payroll into employee central payroll. Uh, you know, if you think about it – the people who are making that migration, they probably implemented uh, s a p on prem payroll ten years ago or or more um, and a lot of things have changed right and your business changes and um you know the payroll systems that I put in back in the mid to late nineties a <clears throat> number of those are still going and um, they could be done a lot better now so it's, it's not necessarily a message that people like to hear because it means a re-implementation and they remember their original implementation and how um, tough that was. Uh, but, you know, when, when you're changing your payroll out, that's a you're going to do that, hopefully, and have it stable on a platform for 10 plus years. I mean, you don't really want to go changing your payroll system every five years or every couple of years like you would in recruitment or something like that um so when you do it you know my advice to people is uh, take your time and, and do it well um i think it's kind of hard to justify sometimes because you know payroll's not it's not sexy that's for sure um but it uh you know it has a role to play and getting it done well and getting it in place well is is pretty big but yeah a lot of a lot of interest in employee central payroll a lot of questions about payroll too uh you know if i don't to employee central payroll then what well you're good until 2025 and then you can go to the HANA option that Jeremy mentioned and you're good until 2030 and that seemed to please a lot of people um, you know if if they can keep that stable until 2030 you know another 11 years then they seemed pretty happy with that uh, and you know I think honestly if you're a customer and that's the way you want to go then do that and you can put a lot of innovation into all the other areas of HR that you want to. So, I think uh, I think we'll see some customers doing that.
2: Something interesting happened in my, uh, I had a panel discussion with a couple of folks, uh, Jeremy was in there, for uh, on-premise to cloud. At the end, somebody made the comment that uh, we were talking about earlier where they said if there's no other options, they're going to go somewhere else. And when we were uh, heading out of the room, somebody said, well, yeah, I know a big company that left and it was Disney. And then uh, someone from SAP reminded that person that although Disney may have migrated to another platform, their payroll still remains on premise SAP. And I, I thought that was an interesting point. People see little sound bites you know, out there on the Internet about people moving, but there is... It, it's very hard to find a, a global payroll that's of the uh, of the quality of the SAP payroll.
0: True, true. You can outsource it to uh, you know a major payroll provider who probably also uses SAP as their platform. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, and you know these. I've got a lot of customers who have rolled payroll out to five or ten or fifteen different countries, and you can't just replace all of that all at once. It's it's it would be suicide to do it all at once. I think. I don't know of anyone who has. So, um, you know, what I've told people is think about how long it's taking you to roll out payroll to the extent that you've done. It's going to take you that long to transition to something else. And uh, and that helps, I think, set some expectations for people. Uh, but I think, you know, SAP needs to come out and, and give them some comfort with employee central payroll. And I think that's getting better, but also, um, you know, be more... I think, transparent and maybe provide more information on what their other future payroll platform is going to look like. So anyway, that's payroll. Um, what about other options? I, Martin, I know you did some uh, presentations on Fiori, and that is, I think, um, getting some interest from people because it's a, it's a way to do more mobile-based things without um, getting into the SuccessFactors platform in much depth. What were you hearing from customers regarding their use of Fiori? Um,
4: uh, Well, there was a lot of interest, again, uh, still in this transition phase to move towards a more user-friendly, let's say, user interface. So they were basically focusing on options and uh, looking out on what could be achieved. So Fiori was definitely a hot topic still. Um, and there was also an interesting session regarding the adjustment that could have been done using the SAP personas, mm-hmm. because uh, we still have flexibility there to, uh, you know, tailor some of the different screens. I talked to some customers who were shifting, you know, the usual suspect, uh, the timesheets, well, interestingly, also the uh, travel expense. Because we haven't talked much about travel expense yeah. in this conference, but the um, the time the time is still a very important sensitive uh, piece of information. So they're looking at options, the implementing, and the fact uh, that they can do it almost on their own without the, the full support of IT is actually a huge plus because they remain independent. So they can provide something tailored for the business.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and I had I, I was able to go to uh, some of my Mar- I was going to between sessions. I went to Martin's session. It was really good on Fiori. He had a huge room. Um, my I had a Fiori session that was more HR focused. Um, and there was there was definitely um, interest, but it goes it goes back to this sort of in-between period where people are they're now they're less indignant of, of the situation. They've they've accepted the fact that, you know, they have to go to cloud. Um, but they're not, like from a Fiori perspective, and, and there's been some recent innovations, especially around the, the personal information apps in Fiori. So things like updating, believe it or not, not until recently, you couldn't update your address, you couldn't update your name, you couldn't up, like those basic ESS ones they, that were originally in for ABAP, they're now fiori sized So now they, they are standard Fiori apps. And, um, but the, the, the Problem is, you know, extending those apps. It comes with the, all the baggage that we're used to with extending the on-premise crap that uh, that we have in the past. You know, up, you know, creating extensions, updating baddies, uh, uh, you know, extending classes and and so forth in SAP. And so it becomes less attractive, especially it's like, look, if i go going to do all this work, and yet in in a year or two we're going to move to Employee Central or another product. Um, then why would I even invest in this? So there's, so it's it's less attractive even now because it's like, eh, I mean, yeah. it's out there, but you know, how long are we going to use it for? What's our return on investment?
0: Yeah, it's a, a good point. It's a good point. It's it was really it's, it would have to be a short term payoff, right, in order to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but there was also a major move uh, to Fury uh, once um, Bill McDermott announced it was actually between bracket free reads. Uh, it was included in the product. So there was, um, I've seen it also throughout education session at SAP. Uh, customers were not reluctant to move to Fury and look at it at least uh, to make an implementation because they knew it was going to be a quick win. But definitely this is, you know, the path forwards, and this is still a transition window until they reach, you know, the cloud and their dedicated interface.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, Jeremy, it was interesting. You, you talked about, you know, the challenges with expanding and uh, working with this on-premise crap. I think on-premise crap was what you said. That was it. Caught my ear because, you know, why you know we would have payroll on that payroll's that on-premise crap then, right? Why would we want to do that?
3: Okay, I I spoke out of turn, right? (laughs) right? And it's, yeah, is this being recorded? Oh, it is being recorded. Yeah,
0: you're recorded, man. Now, I I do edit judiciously, but that's going to stay in because that was good.
3: (laughs) That will definitely stay in. I, I appreciate that. No, I mean, in the context of what I was saying, you know what? I mean, it's like, how much do you, like people, for example, people were worrying, rightfully so, about, the, the uh, regression testing, right? Yeah. So right now, people, they do it every year, at least once a year for payroll, like the HR support packs,
0: mm-hmm. okay,
3: and then legal change packs too, and also like the tub updates for payroll, all that. So, so with the, we're, the, the, the customers that were looking not to go to EC, but mostly for the talent hybrid, they were like, look, Jeremy, you're telling me that every three months in the quarterly release, I need to regression test my entire... Success Factor System, and I got to do what I all, all, what I do now, you know. And they were freaking out. It's like, wh- what's what's the save? What's that saving me? So, um, and and then we explained to them. Well, it depends on what you have on premise, and if you keep if you keep payroll, then yes, you need to keep it. If you don't, you know. So we tried to sort of like talk people off the ledge, but people were were you know they were getting a little upset there well, well
1: and on the success factor side the updates may come quarterly but you don't need to adopt them quarterly you know we certainly have customers who go in and look just once or twice a year
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just because they don't have the capacity to apply updates quarterly so you know 95% of updates are optional mm-hmm. um, and people can choose to opt in for them yeah and do that on your own timeline
3: yeah I think they were they were worried about the 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 uh, universal updates that affect you know, that we would want a regression test everything that so yeah. that the universal ones doesn't break anything we
1: mm-hmm. get so few of those i know the past two years we've had you know a few but but really they're the exception to the rule so mm-hmm. i you know i can count on one hand the number of universal updates we've had in the seven plus years i've been working on success factors there just are not many at all yeah. um it's just as past year or so they've been changing some platform stuff around so they're looking to unify across the board
0: hmm. you know one thing i've, I've counseled <laughs> customers on you know they they do get sort of anxious about the quarterly updates versus you know annual or I mean, some some people don't even put on on-prem support packs once a year yep <laughs> <laughs> so some's like well hold it i have to do that i, I only do that if something breaks um you know, my argument to that is that, um, at least from a from a payroll and sort of transactional HR perspective, those changes are going to come to you anyway because a lot of these changes, compliance changes, are driven externally, right? SAP has no um, bearing on uh, on that. So, if you need the compliance changes, you put them on a, in a big in a big effort once a year or in piecemeal effort four times a year so it's just it just means that you have to get good at uh, responding to change which i think is a good thing anyway and then the other thing i have always advised customers and i think think it's even more true now is that the more you hack up your system, the tougher it is to integrate these updates and yep. uh, and they say well but success factors is a hosted platform i can't hack it but yeah becky i'm sure you've seen hacked up Success factors. Oh, sure
1: systems. you can. <laughs> Absolutely, you can. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, so you know, don't hack it up. Stay within the accepted boundaries of good uh, configuration and customization, and those changes won't be so bad. And I've I've seen it, and I've lived it. I have uh, customers who have taken that to heart, and they don't have any trouble with support packs. And then I have other customers who um, haven't done so well. So anyway, uh, I want to talk about the conference in a little bit different terms now. You know, I, I mentioned at the beginning how, you know, SAP Insider put these on annually and then uh, they kind of, the attendance got to be smaller and last year they decided not to have it for some reason. This year they they started up again under the the title of HR Innovations. Um, but I, Danielle, what was your perspective on on the conference and how it was formulated and Um, you know, what do you think they did well and what could have been done better?
2: It was interesting to have a one-year break. Uh, I've had the pleasure of attending the Insider Conferences every year since they started. So I I was curious coming back in what this would be like. It it did seem to be on a much smaller scale than than years past. And uh, I assume companies have a budget to attend one event a year, and they had to choose between this and Success Connect. But uh, it did seem to be on a smaller scale. There were about 30 sessions of content specific to HCM, approximately 64 uh, customer attendees for HCM. Um, Because it was a smaller group, it gave us an opportunity to see the same faces over and over again, Mm -hmm. uh, which that familiarity led to conversations, which sometimes you wouldn't get in a larger group. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was nice to get the customers talking to each other and uh, sharing their stories. I am curious under the new uh, leadership with the new parent company, the direction they're going to take in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, one one thing that impressed me about this smaller scale of this was um, all of the attend- attendees that I saw there were pretty highly engaged. Um, you know, they were asking questions and attending things and they seemed to be really, um, I don't know, engaged is the word I have I guess you know and when the conference was bigger you always have you, you know you see some people who are just sort of I think uh, going to the conference because they want to go to Las Vegas but <laughs> I think yes. I think this time people were pretty engaged which yeah. was good yeah
3: I think I think because of this the small uh, because of the small group the the attendees that that went to this conference got a lot out of it because I mean people that are on this call now we were all there speakers we had Awesome speakers. the The actual sessions were were shorter, which I thought was great. They're only forty yeah. minutes long thirty thirty of content and ten of Q and A. And I think that I, I think the insiders has done a good job. And I'm I, I believe they're going to do it again for 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 next year. I do think the break last year had did um, as was mentioned. I think it really affected the attendance, but hopefully customers will come back to this conference because. Unfortunately, at Success Connect, you're not going to get the people like on this on Steve's podcast here. You're not going to get that perspective, that no BS um, perspective, when you go to a session. Um, when you go to Success Connect, I mean, mm-hmm. Success Connect is great for all the reasons why it's great. Why all the reasons why Sapphire is great, but it just doesn't get. that doesn't. You don't have those sessions where you get really that the, you know, the war stories and the success stories on the ground that we can play, we can tell. And I I think that's really missing that last year we missed it and uh, we got a little bit of it this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I liked having the, um, the networking space, the breakout space with the whiteboard. I feel like some good conversations took place in there and some good markups on the whiteboard. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um It was a little different, giving uh, my second session was on the showcase floor um and, and that just made for a lot of um background noise i think mm-hmm. um it, it it allowed people to kind of walk in and walk out i I like to think most people just walked in um <laughs> but it, it you know so it allowed people to kind of mingle around, but it did provide some background noise um, yeah over I, there in the corner
0: I thought it was a great idea to have you know um that space, I think that it just needed to be enclosed more to keep more of the sound out.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Absolutely, yep. It needs to be enclosed, yep. Yep. One of the
5: items that I had from a few of the attendees uh, that I thought was very positive, they felt like they were able to talk with, or or network more with other attendees and get a better feel for what they're looking for as well.
0: Yeah, I agree too, Mike. Um, the, The size of the conference made that a lot easier. So I think it's uh, about time to wrap this up. Uh, you know, everyone, thanks for uh, joining the podcast today. Really appreciate everyone's uh, viewpoints and, and contribution and hope our listeners got something out of it, too. Um, as always, you can find all of the podcasts at insightcp.com insights. Uh, you can leave us some messages there. Let us know what you like or don't like, what you'd like to hear us talk about and so on. Love the feedback. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, RSS, and and maybe some others. So, um, hope you enjoy it. Thanks. We'll see you again soon.